Senator Warnock is out with a new ad that shows voters just simply reacting in real time to Herschel Walker's puzzling campaign just, speeches. Just, just. You ever watch a stupid movie late at night, hoping it's going to get better, don't get better, but you keep watching it anyway? Because the other night, the other night I was watching this movie, I was watching this movie called Fright Night, Freak Night, or some type of night, but it was about vampires. I don't know if you know vampires are cool people. What the hell is he talking about? In response, Herschel Walker released his own ad featuring someone who appreciates his speeches. The other night I was watching this movie, I was watching this movie called Fright Night, Freak Night, or some type of night, but it was about vampires. I don't know if you know vampires are cool people, are they not? But I'm going to tell you something that I found out. A werewolf can kill a vampire, did you know that? Oh man, several little news about several things bad because you know the sale about three by four, you know, and it'll noise that little I got no food and other man. I tell you man, I'm a little crazy. We said right, I didn't do nothing with a knife or that was something like we said, man. And he said it when they you know, they they call it trying to you know, bubbles and said man or whatever bubbles and really I didn't do nothing with it. So what I'm telling you like that, you understand me? Oh man, so I didn't do nothing, I'm rather back in the band, I didn't do nothing, man, white full branco, you know, something so I was gonna have the gun to my head, you know what? But I didn't know gun to my head because they didn't know that I had the gun to my head. Time to roll because you know what I'm saying? Hey, man, I didn't know that the blood glare and they came over the bump in the night. You know what I'm saying? The night was super level. I was just dropped on the floor. I was just stained. That boy, little lights going on. I was just doing noise in the middle. I had the DMA. I don't believe this. 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 It's Boca Brit, and this is the Britney Summers Show. Come and take a trip in my rocket ship. We'll have a lovely afternoon Kiss the world goodbye And away we'll fly Destination moon We'll travel fast as a light Till we're out of sight The earth will be like a toy balloon What a thrill you'll get Riding on my jet A destination moon We'll go up, 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 up Straight to the moon, we too High in the starry blue I'll be out of this world with you So away we'll steal in my space mobile A supersonic honeymoon Leave your cares below, pull the switch, let's go A destination moon We'll be high in the 
starry blue I'll be out of this world with you So away we'll steal in my jet mobile A supersonic honeymoon Leave your cares below Pull that switch, let's go Destination We're flying high up in the sky Destination move. Yay! As we just heard Dinah Washington say, from the Kennedy days, we're going to the moon. Woohoo! Oh! With a rocket that looks uh, the Artemis, which looks just like the Saturn V, only a little more modern. I mean, this is the uh, up-to-date version. This rocket has. Uh, Side marker lights, five-mile-an-hour bumpers, headrests. <laughs> but you're listening to The Brit Summer Show on Skyhawk Radio, iTunes, FYI Nation, TuneIn, Stitcher, Patreon, which I only wish I knew how to monetize Patreon. Uh, people are doing it, and I've, I've got the first idea on how to do it. SoFlow Channel, Acast, and Radio Public. Notice I didn't say Radio Pubic because I want to treat them with utmost respect because they might be helping me out or something. I don't know. So I'm, uh, I'm going to lay low on the uh, Radio Pubic. I'm going to go Radio Public from now on. And I'm going to give my audience a treat this week. I'm going to offer them an, an escape from everybody else who's talking about Trump. It's 2015 all over again. Wow. Those slut-gushy whores on cable news and the corporate news media. It's like 2015. He's all over the screen. Every word he says, every turd he drops in the toilet, that's on your screen. You can't wipe him off of there. They love it. They're <laughs> he's not, he's not going to be president again, but they're loving it. They're going TT pants, big time. Coming in their shorts. Squirt, squirt. You're not going to see any news for a long time. You're just going to see Trump, 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 especially on CNN. They're covering him more than Fox News is, because Malone is a dyed-in-the-wool Trump humper, the new owner of CNN, John Malone. He wants to put his tongue way up Don Trump's ass. So, as a favor to my audience, who has been very good to me, I'm going to be good to you, and not mention that crazy orange fuck's name throughout the show because you're not going to be able to avoid it anywhere else. But getting back to outer space. This is Moonbase to all shadow stations. Moonbase to all shadow stations. UFO sighted 428146 Green will report... I like talking about these waste of times. I'm going into outer space. They're sending this rocket up like they did in December of 68 with Apollo... What was Apollo 8? They did the same thing, only they didn't have dummies on it. They they did have astronauts on it, but they didn't want to land on the moon. It was a figure 8 slingshot around the moon's atmosphere back to the Earth. It's the same exact pattern they're doing with this one. Only this new rocket has airbags in it. I mean, it looks just like the original the ship. I mean, it's pretty, got, pretty much got everything except for the land down top. <laughs> Attention all defense systems. Condition red. Trajectory. Still is predicted. Stand by. Four, three, 
You know, there was a, speaking of space, there was a recent movie out called Moonfall. And it was about the attempts to prevent the moon from well, hurtling into Earth. Now, judging from the plot, as you may have well guessed, it bombed at the theater. Speaking of a bomb. Uh, <laughs> but that wasn't the first try at trying to control the moon or, or commandeer the moon. No, it was the original Jews in space, Martin Landau and Barbara Bain, who, whose job it was to <laughs> propel the moon, make the moon move, because it, it flew off course with some space 1999. An unfortunate title for any science fiction show. Never put the year. They never, they never learned a lesson. Never put the year. That was the smartest thing. Gene Roddenberry did with Star Trek. He made it so far in the future, no arguments could be made. But when you put the year like Space 2001, or uh, Space 1999, or what was it, Lost in Space was supposed to be? Was it 1980? <laughs> it was like, always leave off the year if you're writing science fiction. But yeah, Space 1999, it didn't, it didn't fare well. I mean, I mean <laughs> in the ratings but it was a syndicated show and then when I saw this film was coming out Moonfall I'm like well somebody appreciated Space 1999 and they remade it only this time Martin Lando wasn't there to control the moon and where it went and then, then not too long ago one of the uh, last uh, space shuttle things while uh, John Glenn Colonel John Glenn was the one of the first uh, it was Alan Shepard and John Glenn were the first astronauts to go up and uh, to cycle the Earth's atmosphere. And when John Glenn was like 190 years old, they put him in the shuttle. And that's where this came from. Ground control to Colonel Glenn. We hate to wake you up again. Take your metamucil and put your diapers on. This is kind of glad to ground control. I think of passengers. Better tell me how to find that toilet first. Cause the tube you gave me is falling out. My Cause I'm up here And I've got to use the can man So no choice I can hold oh. Now I lost my tube And I gotta make to do <clears throat> Boy Right now Like I did in 61 Back then I was a marine who had big balls Now I can't find any testicles at all Cause I'm up here and 
like I used to can men So close as I can hold Now I lost my tooth And I gotta make to do Ground control to Colonel Glenn Station called They have your new pens Are you still alive, Colonel Glenn? That's the Brit Summer Show. You know, I think by now they come up with a different type of uh, energy to to, to send these ships into space instead of uh, solid fuel or liquid fuel or a firecracker. And no matter how you slice it, even the... uh, Millionaire penis rockets. They're still just firecrackers when you think about it. Just a firecracker. Really big one. But they haven't discovered a a, a source of energy that's uh, any more different than dynamite that goes boom. So here we are, ladies and gentlemen, 50 years later, back in outer space. And now the uh, election deniers have something else to deny. They can deny that uh, anybody went into space like they did 50 years ago, see? We had them way back then, too. <laughs> that was all done in a TV studio. Yeah, it, all four of them. Or was it with four or five of them? They did it a bunch of times. And aside from the first two, nobody watched the other ones. Nobody gave a shit after that. No. So ask the uh, moonshot deniers about the other landings. Were they fake, too? And they probably will say, um, um, yeah, they were too. They were all fake. No, this is real, and they are going to put humans on the uh, ship. Now, here's the thing, and I wanted to bring this up a couple of weeks ago, but I couldn't because I was very sick. But there is a weekend pundit who had her own show on, uh, I think it was Saturdays. It was a two-hour show. She's very talented, very attractive. Her name is Tiffany Cross. And she has just gotten fired from MSNBC, <laughs> commonly referred to as the leftist progressive cable news channel. <laughs> yeah, sure they are. Just just watch what you say. Because she called after uh, DeSantis won handily, she called Florida America's penis, America's flaccid dick, which she is absolutely accurate. She didn't say anything wrong, and they fired her for that. But the reason I'm bringing her up is because when I was in the hospital, I saw this. When I was in the hospital, I'm watching them. Uh, this was in September, the first time when they tried to launch the Artemis rocket. And there was a gas leak. And uh, so I'm watching her. She, she just happened to be on. And um, she made a very deadly mistake. And uh, I didn't expect her to get called out for it because it wasn't her fault. Okay, and it's the management editorial staff. It, they missed it too, because they just don't understand what news the 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 weight of the responsibility, the enormous responsibility you have uh, disseminating the news accurately. But no, that doesn't exist anymore. So it really wasn't her fault. She's too young to know. But what she did was, after they made the announcement that there was a gas leak and they were going to cancel that flight back in September of the the rocket taking off, she went 
wah, 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 wah. She verbalized. Okay, she was trying to be hilarious. And uh, it, I guess some people thought it was, but here's how it hit me. It made me <laughs> want to cry because I remember 1986 and 1985. And I remember why the Challenger blew up. And it was because of the media journalists that were out there, even in 1986, that were going, for months, by the way, that were going about the Challenger. Late night shows, stand-up comics, monologues. There were no podcasts back then. But there was still plenty of opinion going on. And it was uh, newspapers, the print. We still had newspapers back in 85 and 86. And everybody, everybody, including foreign governments, were poking fun at NASA for a couple of months uh, because they delayed the flights several times because of uh, inclement weather. And I guess the media, dumb as they are, uh, even back then, even in 1986, January 86, you know, because it was Florida. It was Cape Canaveral, Cape Kennedy. You know, I don't know what they did. They keep changing, flipping it back and forth. But they figure Florida, it's uh, always warm and uh, moist. And uh, we've got flamingos. Uh, and we water ski to work and to the store in Florida. That's what we do here in Florida. Um, you know something? <laughs> it, it does. Only for a couple days out of the year, on average, for like one or maybe two days out of the year, it does get cold here. It has dipped into as low as the uh, upper 20s and lower 30s. I've seen it dip so low that uh, it blew out uh, power station transformers. It does get cold here, but it's very rare. But the press, such as it was back then, they didn't know that. They thought... Florida was always uh, warm and sunny, and you know it was uh, just cracking thirty degrees that day. And and the, and kind of NASA was at fault because they build these ships. The atmosphere isn't taken into consideration when they engineer these ships. Uh, usually, they're engineered in uh, Texas or down here or Arizona or in a very warm climate. And you know, it does get cold. <laughs> So they never did uh, conduct any temperature tests on the uh, rubber grommets or plastics on board. They just uh, didn't think it was important, I guess. But uh, And they probably didn't think it would dip as low as 30 degrees on a launch day. And most of all, they probably figured that, it, that uh, they wouldn't be that so stupid as to launch on a 30-degree weather day. But as it turns out... That day in January 1986, it was cold in Cape Canaveral's, 30 degrees. But at that point, after postponing launches uh, time and time again, the press would go through all this, you know, the promotions and all this, and now the Challenger's going to take off and all that, and it would sit there on the launch pad and not do anything. And then uh, NASA would release the press release, uh, we're not launching today. For one reason or another. And then it became a joke. It became a joke. See, this is what the New Press and Tiffany Cross, they don't. They never heard of this part. No. The Challenger, before it took off, was a joke. And the day that it, was, that it did blow up, 
it shouldn't have launched because it was too cold and there were things wrong with it that uh, the weather was wrong. But NASA was under so much pressure, under so much scrutiny, and under the fear of losing funding. Push the button, Max! They had to push the button. They were forced by public pressure, by international pressure, by media pressure. They were forced to push the button on the Challenger. Push the button, Max! And that's, uh, and that's why those people died. It was, it was death by media. But Tiffany Cross, who I'm certain will land on a toe after getting fired for really no reason at all. She actually was pretty good. That's something anybody her age on the air would have done. Wah, 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 wah. That's to be expected, because they don't understand the ramifications of something. <laughs> when it's delayed or when they cancel, there, there's, they're engineers that work there, see? And they, they generally know what's going on. Journalists don't. We have a poem here. It's called Whitey on the Moon. And uh, it was inspired, it was inspired by some whiteys on the moon. So I want to give credit where credit is due. All right, that's it. A rat done bit my sister Nell with whitey on the moon. Her face and arms began to swell, and Whitey's on the moon. I can't pay no doctor bills, but Whitey's on the moon. Ten years from now, I'll be paying still while Whitey's on the moon. You know, the man just up my rent last night, because Whitey's on the moon. No hot water, no toilets, no lights, but Whitey's on the moon. I wonder why he's up in me, because Whitey's on the moon. Well, I was already giving him 50 a week, and now Whitey's on the moon. Taxes taking my whole damn check. The junkies make me a nervous wreck. The price of food is going up. And as if all that crap wasn't enough, a rat done bit my sister Nell with Whitey on the moon. Her face and arms began to swell, and Whitey's on the moon. Was all that money I made last year for Whitey on the moon? How come I ain't got no money here? Mmm, Whitey's on the moon. You know, I just about had my fill of Whitey on the moon. I think I'll send these doctor bills, air mail special. To Whitey on the Moon. Oh! You're listening to The Brit Summers Show. A man of this face That's a chink in the armor of the United States Now we gotta have NASA build a ship or two Cause if we ain't got nothing more important to do We are going, we are going Going to the cockamoon Yeah, yeah We're getting back into space But not like 69 Alvin Uncle Martin's gonna help us this time To discover new life and explore new worlds And take us up to really hot token girl We are going, we are going Going to the cockamoon We're gonna launch that rocket high in the sky And wave to rush as we pass them by Point to that Gleason landed right in his eye yeah. We are going, we are going 
Going to the cockamoon We're gonna build a base where you can reside Just like Space 1999 Just make sure you don't let your kid Go for a walk with Dr. Smith We are going, we are going Going to the cockamoon Yeah, yeah. Hey, it's the Brit Summer Show. Hi, everybody. And uh, you're listening to me on the air. Yeah, it's a podcast. But bear that in mind. If you're podcasting, you are now on the public airwaves. And you don't need a license for it anymore. But all my affiliates are as well. They're on the air, too. So like, like Skyhawk Radio. They're on the air. iTunes, well, you know they are. FYI Nation, you're on the air. Tune in. They know they're on the air. Stitcher's on the air. Patreon's in, on the air. Uh, SoFlo Channel and SoFlo Talk, you're on the air, Al. Acast on the air and Radio Public, they're on the air. And while I, I'm still on the air, I want to clear the air here. <laughs> I just want to thank everybody for contributing and, and helping me. In this real uh, uh, time of need. Uh, yeah, um, here's my uh, medical update. In case you're following this, you can uh, write this down. Uh, as of uh, this week, um, well, I, the best way I could put it is chest up, better. Uh, stomach area down to my toes, not good at all. Really hard to walk. I have an appointment next week at the VA hospital. I got a whole bunch of questions to ask. Uh, I've got three three doctors to talk to, and I got to find some things out because I want to get my legs back. Yeah, I can I can walk, but I'm like wobbly. I, I walk like a wobbly old old person, like you see in the store. <laughs> now I'm one of those. Even though if you can if you walk that way, you could still drive a car. The problem is you need motor skills and all that. Uh, I don't quite got them back yet. And uh, I, I want them back so I can drive my car again. You know, you, you guys helping me out making that car payment each month. But you know how much that sucks? I haven't driven in almost going to be six months now since I've driven my car. I still got to pay for it. And that sucks. Because I miss driving my car. You know, a friend of mine... Adam Austin, and uh, the Neil listeners will remember him well. Guitar Man. Guitar Man. Four radio shows on IOD. I had my own shows. They were the worst. I still have them. I pull them out whenever, <laughs> whenever, uh, what whenever you feel I, I want to close up my a-hole. <laughs> I'm going to buy a blow-up doll that I can call my own. A vinyl babe that doesn't squeak or squeal And on those lonely, lonely nights When I hold Miss Pinky tight She just cost $20, such a deal While other girls refuse all my advances She comes to me with open mouth to boo I'd rather have a blow-up doll to call my own Than have an AIDS-infested prostitute Oh, oh now you're doing it, now you're doing it.
poop. He drove all the way down <clears throat> from Palm Beach to, get this, give me a ride in my car. <laughs> because it needs to be started and driven. And, and it, when you first started and it backed it up a little bit, it went, made all these creepy sounds. I'm like, Jesus, in the new car with 6,000 miles on it. And it sounds like it was sitting in the barn for 50 years. But that's just natural when the car sits for months at a time. Uh, and after we drove it hard, uh, all the noises went away and it was driving just fine. But now, <laughs> it's going on two weeks ago. I'm going to have to ask him to come down and give me a, a ride in my car again. But... The use of my legs is what I've got to get back. And the other thing is, like this show, you you can't tell because I edit it, but I can talk for like 20 minutes and then I go, <laughs> yeah, I pass out and then I get dizzy. I'm starting to like uh, get back to cooking a meal. And if I, and it goes like this. I prep my meal. I start it out. Everything's going great. And about 15 or 20 minutes in, I get dizzy. I start wait you know, rocking back and forth. And I always have my walker chair with me, so in case that happens. And I can't fall down. That's the one thing I cannot do because it's bone cancer. So my bones are brittle and uh, that sort of thing. So I've got to be very, very careful. <sighs> oh, yeah, and in January, because of a new... Because I'm not getting chemo like normally people do where your hair falls out type of thing. I'm getting a different kind of chemo with a new kind of drug. It's a new kind of drug dispensed by Huey Lewis himself. And to do that, you can't have any chance for infection in your bones or something like that. I might be saying it wrong. So uh, in that regard, I have to have three of my rear teeth pulled all at once. And that's going to be in January sometime. So, yeah, we're really looking forward to that. But it's way in the back, so you, you can't be seen or nothing. But that's still, I don't know how I'm going to sound after that. But anyway, that that's where I stand. So, again, thank you for being there for me and helping me. And, I, and I, I'm, I'm not too proud to beg, as the Temptations <laughs> said. But most of all, I want to thank my underwriter, and special sponsor of the show, who's always there for me, Ernie. We love you. Thank you, Ernie, with your help and the help of everybody else, my, all my other listeners. Uh, this show keeps going, and I get my car paid each month. I mean, if you enjoy this show, if you like it, and I, I admit it's not on as often as I want. It's been. I just explained to you why. Because I'm sitting here right now, I'm getting a little woozy. And, but I didn't forget you, Ernie. Although it's a very small repertoire, I have several of your favorites here. And I did not forget. Once there was this kid who could stick his hand under his arm and make disgusting sounds. And then he'd stick his tongue out. And then he turned his eyelids inside out He drank a glass of milk from a straw stuck up his nose 
the Brit Summer Show, and I got a little bit of good news. I'm getting uh, optic fiber in here. It will be in here installed by January, and then I'll have a faster, more efficient, and more fun show (laughs) to do. And speaking of fun, I got a little bit of fun here, because every week on this show, especially on the bottom of the hour, which is, that's changing now, I'm, I'm, I'm swishing it all the way around. But I thought it would be fun to hear this one this week, because, uh... I know we have a lot of Beatle fans listening to this show. Uh, in 1965, uh, Peter and Gordon had a hit song, a big hit, called Woman, Do You Love Me? Woman, If You Need Me, Then Believe Me, I Need You To Be My Woman. Woman, Do you love me, woman? If you need me, then believe me, I need you to be my woman. Should you ask me how I'm doing, what shall I say? Things are okay, well I know that they're not, and I still may have lost, woman. Do you love me, woman? If you need me, then okay, and a lot of you are familiar with this song. This is "Woman," and it was written by primarily Paul McCartney and John Lennon. Got some credit, but mainly it's a Paul McCartney song. Paul was dating Jane Asher, Pete's sister, so they were all pretty tight. They were chummy and very close friends. And at the time, for some reason. Uh, Lennon and McCartney were very generously handing out their their songs that became big hits for other artists. Which uh, Jeff Lynne does that, but he gets paid for it. Back then, they were just handing them out. So he wrote this one for, I believe, Jane Asher, who was a real cutie. I always thought this part was the sound of an old man tweezing nose hairs. Once again, you'll be mine. again, I don't remember who dumped who. If he dumped her or if she dumped him. But if he wrote this with Jane Asher in mind. And Paul sat in on the on the demo of how he wanted it to sound. It was his song after all. Though he had some demands he wanted to make on how the song should sound. And he went even further. On one set, he sat on the drums. You know, he's, Paul's a pretty good drummer. You'd be surprised. So... The demo that was uh, cut that day was lost and recently found. Uh, It was Paul prominently featured as the drums on this demo of Woman. Which, by the way, it's not just Peter and Gordon singing. You can hear Paul singing on it, too. 
Just a demo, but that's the great stuff that uh, I'm so happy and lucky and fortunate and grateful that I got to grow up in the generation that had the best fucking music. And I just got to say, to the newer generations, the music is like, jealous. <laughs> and I, I don't know where this came from, but it popped up out of the blue online. And I'm like, where did this start? Uh, teens ha- have podcasts out there and, and just pull them up. Just pull up uh, podcast Jackie Wilson. It's and I don't know how it happened, how this explosion uh, was ignited, but suddenly the teens, I don't know what is it, generation would be called, generation uh, something, uh, kids have just recently discovered Jackie Wilson, who died in, what, 83 and he was in a coma then from 75 for like almost 10 years or something. And now 73. It's quite a story. Uh, Jackie Wilson was a dynamic, a dynamo of talent. Uh, fantastic voice. Fantastic singer. Could sing in all ranges. And Michael Jackson, who gets credit for the moonwalk and all his dance moves and stage moves and all that. Actually, he stole that. That was all Jackie Wilson. Check out for yourself. Look up on uh, YouTube. Uh, Shindig, Jackie Wilson, workout. He does it live. And the dance moves he does, it's like, I don't know, it doesn't come as a surprise that he had a stroke on stage about, what, eight years later. The guy was just uh, amazing. And and these kids have like a newfound appreciation for Jackie Wilson this amazing respect and they're like their eyes are popping out i mean in their ears i mean just like they they didn't know about such talent well he wasn't the only one but he certainly is one that stood out to me he was uh, although uh, roy orbison didn't dance but voice wise octave wise he was a match for uh, roy orbison uh because he they could do three octaves i mean perfect uh, perfectly pitched but I've always fantasized about going to a, a Jackie Wilson concert. The guy was just uh, amazing. And what song am I talking about? What, what's the one that they like? It's this one right over here. And let me tell you something before I play it. If this thing doesn't get your toes tapping, doesn't get you jumping up and down, even if you're half dead from cancer, you start swinging your walker back and forth, 
then you're completely dead. If this song don't make you jump. Yours truly, Brit Summers at thebritsummershow.com. Presents the sweet sound of success. Good tune, voted best. The number one tune this week. That's what I'm going to try to do within a few months at best. So I want to work out again so I can dance like Jackie Wilson, which at one time I was pretty close to it back in the early aughts. And that's probably how I fucked up my back. Hey, you know what occurred to me while listening to that again? Um, and I could hear that song a million more times. Uh, uh, the surefire formula. To get everybody in the room up and dancing is, is uh, the bottom. You're getting the bottom going. Like I heard him meticulously throwing the bass drum in only at certain times, only when it counted. And, and when it did, it counted. Whoever was the drummer, I don't know who the band was, but they were great. Uh, 
probably worked at Brunswick, unfortunately, for, for Jackie Wilson, who all he ever got for all of that entertainment and all that work, he got, uh, how much, what did he get? $6,000 and one Cadillac. Which is sad. It's, uh, it was a very commonplace back then. But I couldn't help but notice, yeah, they were throwing that bass drum and syncing it with the bass guitar, or if it was a, or upright bass, I, I wouldn't know. But man, that dude it. And the thing is, that when the Beatles came around, this was 62, late 62, and it was a big hit in 63. But that's right around the Beatles started trickling in right around that time. And they were doing it too. Throwing in a heavy bass with the heavy uh, bass guitar line. That does it. That that gives you a hit. And and basically, that's all the rap is, is the bass drum track with the bass line synchronized together. Basically, that's all it is. But that's what they did back then. Only they were musicians back then, not software assholes. Hey, everybody. Back to the Brit Summer Show. And this is the portion of the show where we get to the, se- <laughs> the section called I Don't Give a Shit on the Brit Summer Show. And we're going to start off with Twitter. <laughs> Everybody's all uh, a titter about a Twitter. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Twitter. How about that? <clears throat> Since its inception, I never gave a shit about Twitter. Oh, yeah. I went on there. I opened an account only to whore myself out. And to whore out my show, but did I ever pay attention to it? No. Did it ever mean anything to me? No. Was it ever a source for information for my show? Uh, No. And now it's going to go all Nazi? Let it. Let it go all Nazi. There's other platforms out there anyway. Mastodon is one. I joined that one. That seems all right. Uh, first of all, I mean, do you really value... I don't place that much value on other people's opinions. Sometimes I'm interested, and I, you know, take it with a grain. But uh, really, uh, I got to cue my thoughts to whatever people are saying on Twitter. Does Mastodon look safe? And there's a couple more out there where you don't have to risk your life going on it. <laughs> I mean, Elon Musk, boy, when they, when he says Musk, he's not kidding. It's the Musk of a skunk. What a skunk. What an awkward individual. He is awkward. He's awkward uh, socially. He's awkward in a business sense. And uh, yeah, uh, just as a reminder, no, he did not invent Tesla. He bought it. It was Martin Eberhardt and Mark Tarpening, two engineers who developed that car, and sadly, they sold it to Elon the Punk Musk, who just bought it. And now, if you Google it, uh, who founded Tesla, his name comes up, Elon Musk, but he did not. It is a lie. And like I was going to say in my other show, I just didn't get enough time, Um we don't buy cars because we like the CEOs or, or the owner of the company. I mean, Henry Ford, he was a Nazi. He was an admitted Nazi. He was a proud anti-Semite. He gave money to anti-Semitic groups. He gave to the American Nazi thing. Uh, he was a uh, major asshole and a super duper douchebag, but made a good car. Yeah. <laughs> 
when you're driving a Ford, you're not thinking about Henry, okay? So when you're driving a Tesla, you're not thinking, well, it's kind of hard not to think of Elon Musk, who pretty much uh, ingrained his name into the brand of that car. But actually, if you really want an electric car for the same price of $100,000 to $150,000, if you got that kind of expendable cash to buy an electric vehicle, may I recommend to you the Lucid Air because number one, it's better looking. Number two, and most importantly, it gets 500 miles to the charge. 500. The Tesla barely makes 250 or 260. They claim 300, but that is a, again, that is a, a lie. They make 250 or 260 per charge. This Lucid makes 500 per charge. And that makes, that makes it worthwhile. I mean, uh, yeah. Let me see if I, how much have I got here. If I got 150000 no. But if I did, that's the car I'd get because it actually gives you the same distance you would get with a tank of gas. And that, ladies and gentlemen, makes sense. So fuck Elon Musk and Titter and Twitter and everything that goes with it. Oh, and by the way, one final thing about Twitter. I have been doing things on my Twitter account to try to get kicked off. <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't mean anything if I just pulled my subscription off and it just disappeared. No, I want to make a statement. So I'm putting, I got a, a semi-nude photo on there now. Take a look. At Britt Summers at Twitter. And I'm putting pictures of uh, Teslas that are caught on fire and uh, advertising for uh, the Lucid Air. <laughs> so, for... <laughs> The Brit Summer Show. Do I give a shit about Twitter? No. And here's Twitter right here. I do not give a shit about Twitter or Elon Musk. Fuck them. Okay, let's see what else we got. What else don't I give a shit about? Oh, of course. The World Cup. Um, and here it is right here. The World Cup. I don't give a shit. Fuck you, World Cup. I could give a shit less about you and your jock straps. Let's see. Oh, we got this. This is the uh, the railroad strike. Do I give a shit about that? No. <laughs> no, I don't give a shit about the railroad strike. And uh, here's what I think about that. I don't give a shit. And the only railroad strikes we hear about down here are the, uh, what's it called? I don't know. We got some kind of, it's not a bullet train, but it's a commuter train. The Bright Line, that's what it's called. It's, it's bright and shiny. The Bright Line. Ooh. And uh, it's well known for, uh, at any minute uh, during the day, uh, running somebody over. Well, it runs over homeless people. Uh or people trying to commit suicide. It's supposed to be a bullet train, but it ain't no bullet train. They, they've been promising a bullet train here uh, for the last 50 years. Ain't never going to happen. So, not going to hear about the railroad strike on this show. Except, of course, for this. Choo-choo Charlie was an engineer. The hopeless and hopeless, he's their greatest fear. The railroad track is no place to be hanging around. Cause if Charlie ever sees you, he will run your ass down. Charlie says, I whacked a dumb schmageggy. Charlie says, 
the wheel just crushed his head. Charlie says he's mangled the spaghetti. He was flying on my railroad tracks and now he's dead. Now you can travel from Key West to Jacksonville in less than 15 minutes on the Florida Bullet Train. Thanks to your well-researched landslide vote. Now boarding the bullet train for Yahoo Junction, Apopka, and Cucamonga. Why just take the monorail for some barbecue when the bullet train can take you all the way from Tampa right into Biscayne Bay? Where you can explore the tropical barrier reefs made entirely of Cuban Buicks. Your vote of confidence in the credibility of elected officials has finally paid off. Take the Florida Bullet Train. For travel information on the Florida Bullet Train, call... Wait a minute. Wait. Oh. I'm a foreman on a construction crew, so when one of my guys comes to me with a problem, it's my job to help. That's why I always recommend Projoc Cream. Projoc is a strong, anti-itch, anti-rash cream that works hard all day protecting your delicates. And applying Projoc is easy. Simply unzip and remove your goods. Liberally apply the cool, soothing, patented Projoc ointment along the entire outside, like so. And I always like to take an extra dab and add it to my middle finger and slip it in here like this. Ah... That gives me extra protection to my sensitive taint, the crotch area between my bag and tailpipe. There, all done. So hey, take it from an old construction worker. Wipe on some Projoc cream today. Hey, who needs some goop? Projoc anti-itch cream. Tough enough for him, tough enough for you. The greatest thing in the air. Fritz Summons. And this is the Grit Summer Show. Men who like talking about other guys are usually hiding from what they realize. They want their nose in an athlete's eyes. Sniffing yellow jocks, much like in smart holes conceal their fear By talking about sports while drinking a beer They desire, of course, to be a submissive queer For some yellow jock straps Yellow jock straps Yellow jock straps Only queers want to hear sports all day Yellow jock straps Yellow jock straps The management here is undeniably gay Anyone who wants to hear it just sports all stinking day is dreaming about a locker room, golden shower spray, yellow jock straps. Hey, how about those dolphins? What a game they played. And somebody's kid with the hurricanes to talk about it all the time makes you a faggot, I'm afraid. You like yellow jock straps? Churning and burning out morning shows. No interest in learning about radio Just a sausage party for a few sportal homos Who like yellow jock straps Yellow jock straps Yellow jock straps Sport hoses sees who on and out Yellow jock straps Yellow jock straps They're on your mind to be in your mouth Sports 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 Sports, 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 sports
Well, that's going to be a wrap for this week's Brit Summer Show. And now as far as next week, I should be able to get one out. But here's the thing. See, I let you in on all of my personal uh, things going on in my life. I got a buttload of doctor's appointments all next week. And I don't know if I'm going to have time to blow a show out, but I'll, I'll definitely try. I've only got a limited amount of time before the holidays anyway, but I'm going to do that. Can't tell lady, sing this song. Do that, do that. Uh, yeah, so keep your legs crossed uh, that I get one out. I mean, I can't cross mine yet. Uh, yeah, it's that bad. It's my uh, my legs and uh, shortness of breath. It's a whole thing, but I'm telling you, I'm getting to the point where if I can beat what I have with the legs and the shortness of breath and the occasional dizzy, if I can beat that, I can actually get back to normal. Uh, the big question this week uh, for my doctors will be, when the hell can I get back behind the wheel again? Because just depending on other people to drive me everywhere, it sucks. It, it, it gets on my nerves. And here I am with the help of you. I'm making payments on the car, but every month, it's been since August I have not been able to drive it. Now this has to stop. So, uh, wish me luck on that. Oh, and one thing before I go, because I, I, I don't remember if I mentioned this or not last week. Yeah, I, I did. If you go to my Facebook page, Boca Brittany Summers, you'll see a link there to something called What's Inside Hunter Biden's Laptop. Because you're going to be hearing a lot about that bullshit coming your way once the Republicans take over the House. <laughs> It's on his laptop. Ooh, what's in his laptop? Hunter Biden and his laptop. Uh, <laughs> so I put a thing up there with a whole bunch of goofy-ass pictures and stuff. And if you want to go look at it, it's called What's Inside Hunter Biden's Laptop. And the idea is that you can just post go the goofiest, stupidest, silliest pictures you could think of of what the Republicans might find. Jim Jordan, uh, chiefly. What, the smelly Jim Jordan with his B.O. shirt, what he just might find inside <laughs> Hunter Biden's laptop. Uh, but thanks for tuning in this week, everybody, and keep hitting that donate button for me. I'm going to try to redo my website because uh, the current one is a bit long in a tooth. I'd like to change the logos and all that, but and I worked on it a little bit and I was not happy. But I'm going to be changing that in a foreseeable future so until my next show hopefully next week but uh see how my health uh, it, my health will determine how often i get to show off uh until the next time this is brit summer saying anybody in las vegas sees uh, our governor short fat fanny out there tell him it's okay he can stay and never come back <laughs> <laughs>